everybody to the fourth installment of the OPP podcast. This is kind of going to be like a round table, everybody on the show, you know, different attitudes, different personalities, what we bring to the table. So each guy on this team uh, is going to bring up a topic and we're going to discuss it and go back and forth. But first, uh, let me introduce new host to the show, Nick Frampton. Welcome to the show. What up? Thanks for coming on with us. You bring a lot to the table. You love the music, you love the sound, and we appreciate it. Yes, All right, sir. but first, we've been fucking having this Lenny Moore picture here. We've been offering up for people that shared it online. So we counted shares, and the person that shared it the most was Bernadette Swan with eight with eight likes. Or I mean, eight shares. Yep, sorry, my aunt Bernie. So um, you can pick it up here at the studio, or we can have somebody drop it off, and we will be giving more shit away. So stay tuned. So um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. First topic, and it's going to be me, is going to be parenting. So, as a as a father, well, we got three different people here. I'm a father of a grown twenty-something-year-old son. He's got a little guy. This guy has no kids, so this is going to go in different ways, you know. So, I'm going to say my thing about parenting is like I go in the grocery store or you know family's houses, friends' houses, and you see these kids laying on the floor, or sitting on the couch, with a tablet in their face, a cell phone in their face. Like me, when, in my generation, we were outside playing and doing stuff with friends, playing sports, until we got called into the house. Kids now are afraid to go outside. Either the parents don't let them or they don't want to deal with them. So that's my view on it. Like I feel like kids should play more sports, should you know take the tablets away, let them play outside. And I know part of that is due to you know shootings in schools, the parents' you know outlook on things. But you know my opinion is, listen, let them play sports, let them do stuff, let them go outside, let them be kids instead of little robots, little chunky monkeys eating cupcakes and laying in the house with, you know, looking like couch potatoes, basically, like Peter Griffin. So, that's my view on it. I'm going to turn it over to one of these guys and let them go with it. Alright, well, I'm obviously a parent. i got a three-year-old, and he is quite in love with the tablet. Uh, my thing is with it, and I don't really like him to have it all the time either, but when I'm trying to do things certain things or if we're out and he's just running around acting crazy which he is he's cyclone. nuts yeah <laughs> cyclone uh but um you know it's kind of like not a great way to deal with it but it kind of just shuts him down it keeps him a little bit quiet at times and maybe not being so bad if you're in a place where he really shouldn't be acting certain ways because yeah, my uh, kid is very that. very hyper that makes a lot of sense i mean it's like it's situational you know and I get that because, like, you know, you go, but when you're going to someone's house, like, and it's in their own environment, and you're, like, looking around, like, you know, this kid should feel comfortable doing whatever he wants to do. But then you look over, and they're, like, they're not looking at educational shit or fucking anything, like a movie or anything. They're watching YouTube and shit that, you know, grown-ups should watch. Like, you know, the parents, that's when the parents, to, to me, should say, hey, you know, get off of that. Let's, you know, let's do something. Like, not be on your phone and right. letting your kids fucking tear somebody's house up or tearing your own house up. I mean, that's that's my opinion on that. Yeah, and, and me being 26, I feel like my generation was the last generation to not be hooked on this type of stuff. I mean, if I can remember, what, I can literally remember a time where the internet wasn't really a huge thing. And I, I was just like you. I was outside playing football with my friends, playing basketball until the, the streetlights came on, you know what I mean? It wasn't until I got into high school when I really started getting really into the video games, started failing classes and stuff like that. But, I mean, I think it's it's a situational thing. Like, it's okay for them to have tablets and to use them and play games, obviously. I mean, if you're a kid, it's okay. They can do whatever. You can parent your kid 
any way that you want. But me, I'm not, I'm not a father, but I, my best friend has a kid, and I'm, I'm his godfather, and he's one of those kids who all he does is play Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto, and, and he's not, you know, he's struggling in school. His reading level isn't where it should be. And do I think that has a lot to do with it? I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I think it, uh, very much so. I think it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do with your kid. It's your kid, but if it were me, my kid's going to be outside running around, playing sports. I mean, I understand why you'd be scared to have your kid out there in the world because we live in a sick place, places get shot up and, and things like that. But you can't you can't also teach them to live in fear. Well, one good, on that note, one good thing is with them playing Call of Duty, they'll be able to take the motherfucker out. Seriously, these first-person shooters. I know, right? Yeah, they know more about the streets and stuff than they do real life because they're playing Grand Theft Auto. They don't even need to be in the streets. Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto is so real. <laughs> yeah, seriously. With these driving simulators and whatnot. And again, like you're you're like my son's age, so you know when he was a kid, out with choke slant, we would wrestle and mm -hmm. play with wrestling figures, yeah. and like there was no video games. As a grown man now, he plays video games, but you know he was a, yeah, like they were around, but they weren't the way they are now. Uh, they didn't like, have the online where you you, you don't have to see your friends. You can go online on Xbox and talk to them all night. And you play. don't have to leave the fucking house. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which I I literally remember a time where I, I would have to walk to my friend's house, knock on the door, and see if they were there. I think I, I'm. The last generation that actually had to do all. So I'm in my 40s. This guy's in his 30s, and you're in his 20s. Like, yes. tell us about your generation. Like, we jumped from old head to young guy. What about? What did you do when you were a kid? Well, I was uh, kind of like a learner kid. So I didn't really do. Too you were a learner much. kid, but you didn't shoot up no fucking school. No, I did not shoot up in school, <laughs> right. man. I, you know, for me, it was just kind of sit around and play games, but not like shooting games. You know, not the crazy shit. My generation was like the Legend of Zelda generation. Oh, right. That's my shit. That's the good stuff, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Nintendo 64 era. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I still play mine sometimes. That is my shit. Yeah. It wasn't Call of Duty. It was playing GoldenEye. Oh, man. So you guys play that. I'm fucking old, so as a kid, I had the fucking Atari. You were playing Pong on Atari. Man, I had Atari, man, with that fucking <laughs> dial and that fucking joystick. Actually, I still, to this day... Called a joystick, and people were like, "What the fuck are you talking?" about? <laughs> no, yeah, I mean that's that's what it was called, basically. I so, mean, I'm like, "Hey, when my son started playing video games, I'm like, I right, will go to the store." He's like, "I need a controller." I said, "You don't need nobody to tell you what to fucking do. That's Castro." Like, he's like, "No, fucking." I said, "That's a joystick, motherfucker." What are you talking about? <laughs> Some people call it a paddle, which oh, I always thought. Pad, yeah, that's an old heads older than me called it a paddle, but, right? But again, like you got three different genres, three different you know age groups. So like you know, it's pretty cool that. You know, we all come from different places. Like I said, you have no kids. I have a grown kid. He has a small kid. So, right. But again, again, I'm gonna get back to the parenting thing. Like, you know, I see, you know, a lot of people. Like when I look around, their kids like in the store or with a tablet, and the parents not even, you know, like not even paying attention on the phone or the kid could run out of traffic or break something. Or pay attention to your kids, man. Like you know, like you me, my son's fully grown now. Like some days of him being a little kid are gone. I mean, I still look at him as a little kid, but like. You know, now as a grown man, we can go have a beer, but, like, we miss a lot of times that we could have been doing shit together. Like, right. you know, pay attention to your kids. That's what it all boils down to me is pay attention to your kids, you know. Yeah, man, my kid, uh, like I said, he is absolutely off the hook. Like, I don't know where he gets his energy from. I don't know. I want some of that. He, he's possibly a little hyperactive, I think. And, uh, man, if, if if we don't keep a good eye on him, he he's, like... That's like I was saying. He's man. a boy. He is a boy. Like yeah, he, he a, plays hard. He dude, he is around. a boy. That, that's much. a good thing. He, he does do the tablet shit, but he is very active. I mean, he is like insane. But then you see active. other kids like I fucking just overweight. Like 
How old is he? 13? Oh, he's six. Like, <laughs> put that motherfucker, tell him try out for the Ravens, like, man, like, or do something with him. They go outside and play. Christ. And uh, I mean, other other than the whole them being behind on their reading level or doing not doing too well in school, like, I remember uh, when I, I was a little older, uh, one of my uncle's wives had kids, and w one of them had to wear an eye patch because he spent so much time in front of the TV screen and he sat so close to it to the point where he literally had to go to the doctor and had to get an eye patch. And that's almost like child abuse really if you think yeah, about it. I mean, it. yeah, it's, ne it's neglection. It's neglect. It is. It is. You know? but. And then again, you say about the, like, the reading levels and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you got to be able to see that when you talk to your kids, when you when you interact mm -hmm. with them. Like, that to me would be like, well, man, like, if you can't talk back to them, you don't understand them or you can't read stuff in all the other kids around them or like, you know, you can tell the parents that take time with their kids every day, do the homework, you know, you can have TV from this time to this, like, that shit needs to be more in there, or we're going to have more school shootings, these fucking kids are going to be bullied and picked on because they stay in the house, they fucking eat ho-hos all day, <laughs> they play video games, they don't interact with other kids, you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, another thing is, you know, it's it's not that they don't articulate well, I mean, they'll speak, you can have a full-on conversation with them, it's, it's their reading level when, they have, when they're forced to read something that they're not too interested in and comprehend it and, and remember it and answer questions on it. You know, they play these video games, they're so real. They're, if you ask they know more about, about real life this, situations. Yes, they know that. You know, they know, and they know all about that, but it's like when they're forced to do something in school that they're not interested in, that it's, it's harder on them. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and then to me, <clears throat> sometimes, I mean, I, you can't blame it all on the parents because society is fucked up. Yes. The government is fucked up. Like, and then you got these fuckers shooting, so the parents are like, oh, I don't want them to go out. You know, we live in a bad area. You know, like, Go out with them. Right. Sit on your steps if you live in the yeah. city. Go yeah. watch them in the backyard so nobody snatches them. Well, Spend more time. Well, I think another thing is people are having kids younger. It's a generational yeah. thing. It's, it's a society. Me, I had my son at 20 years old. I wasn't, you know, yeah. nobody's ready to be a father at 20 years old. I wasn't even well, ever. Well, I mean, my, my godson, my best friend, had, they were 16 years old, you know? and So, he's, so they never got to be 16, 18, yeah, 21. exactly. They were picked like, like me. I, you know. and, and it's a generational thing. And, and it kind of shows, like, you know, like, I'm kind of immature, but so... You know, that's why, like, now I can hang out with my son. I still feel like a 21-year-old. We go out and we hang out. Yeah. You know, Nothing wrong with that, though. No. Nah. Making up, you know. I wasn't always there, and that, and, that, and that was my choice. But, like, you know, as people that are everyday parents, spend time with your kids. That You look up, and he's married in the Navy. Then, you know, like, man, it's you still cool. look at him as a little boy, but you can't have that time anymore. Yeah, it's going quick as shit for me, man. That's why I, I was working the second job for four years, and, uh, I pretty much have got that down to very minimal at this point just for the fact of I missed the first three and a half years of his life a lot of uh, working, you know, two, three nights a week and basically every weekend. And, and another situation is I'm 43 years old. Uh, my dad's been going five years. Next, what, 27? 26. How long has Dennis been going? Uh, 2016, so like three years. It, you don't, you're not, they're not always here. Yeah. Every day is, is a blessing. Take it, like, you know. Don't fucking ignore them and play on your phone. Go outside, play ball with them, yeah. talk to them. It, Ask them how their day was, just like it, it was your wife. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with just society. I mean, you, you put the blame on people. You know, we're grown, we're, we're grown ups. We make our own decisions. We, we think for ourselves. But the way the society is headed, I think that is really uh, very much to blame for it. Um, you know, like it's just, I think we're headed down a really bad path as humans to be cool. And, but it's, I believe a lot of that starts at home. Like, once they, people go outside that fucking door, that's a whole different world. But when you're in your home, like, yep. that's your safety net. That's your that's your zone. Like, you know, when I'm, wherever I'm at, like, if, if I live there, that's my place. Like, so if you live and your kid's there, like, 
when they leave, yeah, that happens. But when they're under your roof and you have time you can spend with them, do it. Like, because God can take anybody anytime. So I feel yeah. like fucking spend every day, every minute. And it says in the Bible, you know, God's, you know, tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Well, so yeah. spend that time. And I mean, another thing with society is the way the economy is. I mean, we, we're forced to work, you know, a lot of hours just, just to make ends meet. And so it's hard for us to spend more time with our kids and our family members. We get distracted, we get we, we get exhausted, we get stressed out. You know, that's why we have so many mental health issues. That's why we have... That's a big problem. We have all these too. problems. You know, it's society. At the end of the day, I think it's society. And I do believe society has a big part to do with it, but like like I said, like, when you know, when you're in a relationship or you have a family, you mm -hmm. leave that shit at the door. Mm -hmm. This is your White House. This is your government. In your in your house, the rules are this. Your time it should be delegated a little bit more to family, like because outside society doesn't give a fuck what happens oh, yeah. in your house or what happens to your children. It, you know, society's going to keep running. It's a big engine. Oh, that's yeah. never gonna. Yeah, that's so. Definitely. When you're at home, I feel like you know that's when you fucking when your family's in their house and you're, you're watching what you want to watch together. Put your arm around your kids. Spend time with them. Don't fucking text your girlfriends and all. Do that shit at work on your company's time. So. Yep. But I, f I feel like that's that is the, what society's lacking now is the home life, like because people say, "Oh, I'm too, you know, I'm too tired. I don't have you time to this all the time." Fucking big time. Yep. If you work twelve hours and you get home at six o'clock, your kids been home. If the wife's home or not, or it's nanny, daycare, homework should be done. And you know, from I get home, I'm on seven to nine o'clock is family time. We're gonna. You know, either watch TV together, play a board game, do homework. That's what that's what society needs to get back to. And I, I mean, I'm nobody to say it, but I think a lot of family issues, mental health health issues, would shape up a little bit more. You can't, you're never going to cure that, but I think it starts within your home. Agreed. And the way society's headed is why I think it's becoming more common. Right. You know, and and it's there's no one person to blame. You can't just blame society. You can't just blame people. It's a collective. It, it's, right. it's you know, it's. You can't say, oh, this is happening out there. You can't, you can't. Right. It's outside of the doors. When you're, you know, you lay out the law in your house, you know, if you're a man mm -hmm. in the house or a woman in the house, single mom. Mm -hmm. When you get home, Chucky, from school, you do your homework, do this, so you can have TV from five to seven. When dad gets home, we're all going to do something together. And I think you, you get more stronger bonds with kids with parents, and you don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you see some dads play salt, you know, baseball with their kids, softball with their kids, but... Most of the time, they're you know doing their own thing, and, and as a parent, like you neglect, and then you look back like, man, fuck, I should have did this, I should have did that. Like, yeah. stop with the shittles when you can right now. Like, and that's just my outlook on it. I mean, yeah, I mean, to each their own. I mean, I think that having a structure in your household is great, and it prepares your children for the real world, and you know, for generations to come. I mean, that's the way I grew up. I mean, my days to beat my ass when I wouldn't do good in school. And guess I what? Guess what? I started doing better in school. Yeah, you know? and I think that's what's problem with. Some of this, you know, the millennials or whatever the fuck you want to call these motherfuckers, <laughs> is, you know, you can't spank them. I mean, I mean, a little spanking, like just to show authority, is a, in my opinion, is okay. I mean, yeah, I got, yeah. I got my yeah, ass same kicked. Thing wrong with that. My mother, I'm 43 years old. The hardest hit I ever took was from my mother. You didn't fuck yeah, with don't, me. Yeah, you don't, you don't go overboard with it. No, shed blood. I mean, that or not. My, I was scared. I had but, fear of my mother if I was going to do something right. wrong. My ass. And I think I turned out pretty okay, and I got my ass. Hey, how about you? Oh, yeah, and, and, and I knew if I did something, my mother was going to whoop my ass. So it kind of a little bit scared, you know, scared me from it's doing like, things. It's like if you go to work, if you don't, if you do something wrong or you don't do your right job, fired. guess what? You're fired. Right. You know? So. so that's my opinion on that. You guys chime in. That's good. Hey, you know, the other thing about it also is, and I know people like this, but they don't even, 
have their kids, you know. Right. They they pass the kids off when yeah, anybody go watch them. And that's a great. Thank you for that point. Oh, that's up my mind. Your mother didn't have your kids. Your mother didn't lay down. Give you know unprotected sex. Your mother would be irresponsible. Yeah. Grandmothers at thirty six. Take care of your fucking kids. Quit putting them off on other people. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously. Good points to you, God. At, at times, if we need to get away, we want to have a date night, which is rare by ourselves. Uh, you know, we'll ask our, you know, my parents or whatever to watch Finn. But for the vast majority of the time, we take him everywhere we go. If and we go to dinner, if we want to have a little date night, we still got our three-year-old in tow with us. He goes where we go, he does what we do. Um, you know, there's these people and they want to go and, and live their life like they're fucking 21 years old again. Uh, and they just do whatever, and you know, they never ever have their kids. And that's most of the kids we're talking about with this situation. Yeah, yeah. tablet children. Tablet children. Yeah, the grandmothers. <laughs> Is that what we're calling them now? Yeah, the grandmothers and grandfathers are watching them. Like, it shows, like, the parents that are in the, the kids' life every day, you know, they're more articulate, they could, their reading level's good. Like, the kids that pawn off, you know, the parents that pawn off on the grandparents, aunts and uncles, girlfriends. They have more kids with different fathers, and mm -hmm. and it leads, it, it all spreads out into society, mm -hmm. like you guys say, society. It, it, and it's just a bad look for America. Like I feel like, quit wasting money on stupid shit outside of this country. We got a lot of problems right underneath our own fucking backyard. Yeah. We got to take. Well, that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different. That's another episode. That's a whole, yeah, yeah. But you see, you're but again with the parenting thing. I feel like you know we all voiced our opinion, different errors. Like, and again, it's society. It's bad parenting. What it all boils down to is. Take care of your kids. Don't pawn them off. Spend time with them. Do things with them. You know, show them you love them. Try to build them into good human beings and good adults. So after that, Steve's topic is going to be whatever Steve's talking about. We'll chime in on that. I'm going to pass it over to Steve. Basically, my topic is what kind of pisses me off is when people try to pass addiction off as just a disease. Now, it's fine to say that once you have tried something you shouldn't, shouldn't have tried, you knew fucking better, you should have known better anyway, that you do get addicted to it, but do not say that you got addicted because it's a disease. That disease did not put a fucking needle in your arm or any of this shit. It did, you, you didn't have to snort coke or whatever it is that you got addicted to. You made the choice. And I just want people to own up to that shit. That's that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Well, I'm partial to it because I think that it's something that starts with the decision, yes, but what was the reason for making that decision? You know, I, I believe people are mentally ill, which is a disease, that depression, disease. anxiety, which can lead you to want to abuse drugs. And then in turn, what? You become an addict. So... Technically, you could say that a disease is what made you make the choice, and then from that choice, you obtained another disease in addiction. I feel does that like sense? A, that's a, yeah, it does. But I feel like that, that's like a double-edged sword. Like, you know, oh, everybody has problems. You know, everybody's a little fucked up, and I get that. But I have a bad day. Like, man, my life sucks. It, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna go out there and fucking. Do the do drugs? You drink a couple of beers and chill out. Yeah, you know, you're a more strong will. Everybody again, the society thing. Everybody's different. Everybody was raised different. Everybody's households was different. You know, people were beaten, molested, whatever. But to me, like you know, there's plenty of options out there for counseling. You know, tell a teacher. What I mean, I've never had to go through that. I mean, I drink here and there, but no addiction problems. And I'm and I'm bipolar, diagnosed by a doctor. So likewise. 
And I don't, you know, my shit's up and down. I mean, I don't take that on everybody. I don't go out and do drugs and say, I'm bipolar, you know, I have a disease, I'm going to get fucked up, and that's going to be my excuse to fall back on. Right, that's, so, that's just you. I own up to it, I'm bipolar. You know, everyone's situation is unique. Everyone's chemicals are imbalanced differently, you know? So I can't, I'm a person who looks at things from every angle, and I think that everyone's situation is unique. So my bipolar, my depression, yes, I have abused uh, anti-anxiety medicine. I've abused Xanax, but me being a strong-willed person, I didn't allow myself to get addicted. Not everyone is as strong-willed as I am. You know, so there's going to be people out there who do abuse that, and they do become physically addicted to it. But then when, when it comes time, and they're messed up, they lose shit, they want to be like, it's a, it's a disease. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a disease. I mean, it, 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 it could be a form of a disease, but to me, yeah. like, when I, I feel like that's word, an excuse. I, I feel like that's an excuse, yeah. and like, that's not taking accountability, and that's like one of their 12 steps. Like it's, a, it's a physical withdrawal, physical addiction. I mean, right. it has symptoms of a disease, but I think disease is a bad word for it. However, I do believe that a disease could lead someone to become an addict. For example, a mental illness, which is... I can see it from both sides, but yeah. I, I think that's what really irritates me about it is the wording. They use it as a crutch. Yeah, it's a disease. I can't help myself. Well, I mean, you could have helped yourself. You know, yeah. there obviously, like you said, there's a lot of ways you could help yourself. You're right. There, but not, not everyone has access to those options. Not everyone can afford counseling. Some people don't have someone at home that can... You have kids who are getting hooked on drugs at young ages, 10, 12 years old, 13 years old, smoking weed, doing doing pills, right? They don't have that guidance. They don't have someone that can take them to the counselor. They don't have the money to go to a counselor. So I think it's a situational thing. I don't think it's that cut and dry where, you know, oh, it's it's not the same situation for everyone, you know? And I get That's that. That's my thing. But, but, I mean, I'm on, everybody's on social media. Nine times out of ten, it's like I see three or four people getting 30-day tags four or five times a year, like, yeah, that's sad. It's not a fucking disease at that point. Yeah. It's it's fucking you saying this is a disease because you got a fucking thirty day tag six times. You know, I lost friends to drugs, I lost family mm -hmm. to drugs. Like I saw people older than me doing drugs and I'm like, right. I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah. See, I've, I've never gambled, I've, I've drank. I've never been an addict, so it's hard for me to But I mean I can't judge other people because I'm not in their shoes, right. but I could have been in their shoes. Right. I, I I've had possible scenarios where I could have been in older Likewise. shoes. Likewise. And, and you know, like I, you got, hey, listen, God bless me. But, you know, I hit my knees a lot of times in my life, and and, and I look around like, man, I, I got good health, I got family, I got friends. It ain't that bad. I'm not gonna say off. You know, even I've been down sometimes. I slept in my car, I slept on people's couches, but I never turned drugs. I never said, oh, I'm an addict. You got I'm that strong will. Fucks That's up. It's a good thing. I said, you know, God, give me something. You know, like I, I can just respect somebody if they own up to it. Like, look, not, man, I like doing drugs, dude. Fuck it. I, I can't help yeah, it. Yeah, or, hey, <laughs> I haven't you know, it's all me. I shouldn't have done the shit. You yeah. know, now, now I'm... And there are people out there like that. Now, I, that, I fucking appreciate it, you know? Yeah, but use it as an excuse and yeah, as a crush. Just don't I use the excuse. The people that are like that, I'm a fuck-up, I do drugs. Yep. Dad was, you know, they're they're more of a leader. They're more of like not a follower. They they probably did fall hard times. They probably fall in hard times, and it was like, man, mm -hmm. they tried everything else, like maybe drugs. And some people handle it differently, you know. And um, I have mean, I've had loss, personal loss in my life. I've had, you know, and and, and I dr try to drown my, you know, shit in alcohol, and then it's still there when you wake up, no matter what you do, drugs, yeah. alcohol. I mean, in fact, I think it's worse when you pussy, wake up. Gambling, <laughs> it's always there when you wake up. You know. Um, like bad luggage. And I think we've all, at least at some point, dealt with someone who's an addict that we care oh, about. Absolutely. And it is one of the most 
stressful, exhausting, disheartening things to watch someone do. Because you know that's not the person that you love and you know. Exactly. Like, as a personal thing again, like, when I'm sober, happy, funny guy, I drink, I fucking metamorphosize into a fucking brick sometimes. (laughs) So, like, the same thing probably happens with drugs. Like, they do a little bit of drugs, they're like, man, all these problems, and they want to lash out at everyone else and blame everyone else. But... I have a question, though. You said... Uh, when they're, it's someone that you care about, you know, that's not really who they are. Right. Instead of being someone that they're not. So what do you think is making them do that? If it's not, if they're being someone that they're really not, are they really that way? Or are they just being someone that's not? Because, I mean, it is is a chemical. So is that mental illness or what? But I mean, it could be mental mental illness. But again, like, you know, me, I'm a funny, happy guy when I'm sober and when I drink and I'm around certain people and certain things trigger me. Situational, right? Yeah, so I get like, man, these motherfuckers are complaining (laughs) about this and that, like, the struggle is real for some people. Like everybody doesn't have a fucking silver spoon in their mouth. Everybody's not able to work a fucking nine to five, forty hour a week job. So, again, the drug thing is like you know, kind of Dude. a situational thing, but most of it could be handled in different. I work at eight to five every week, and every at every Thursday, like due to personal reasons, I'm probably gonna start smoking crack because I can't fucking stand this shit. <laughs> I mean, how many people work in the office with Johnny Dickhead? They, <laughs> they go in in the morning, like look at him, like I'm gonna fucking go bang a line and fucking dope right <laughs> now. I mean, if that was the case, America would be high as a motherfucker. Yeah, because yeah. according to my Facebook, there's a cunt in every office, a snitch in every office, a motherfucker in every office, and somebody grabs an ass or a titty in every office. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, but you don't see whole fucking. Realtor business is uh, Dunkin' Donuts saying, you know, like, we're fucked up, come get a donut, we do heroin, we're going to grab your titty in your ass. I mean, <laughs> it, the show must go on no matter what it is in life. Yeah. And, and as society, again, if somebody dies the first couple months, oh, RIP this one and that one, six months down the road, that motherfucker's a memory. Yeah, it's, and it's disgusting. Cool. It really yeah. is. And that's the way society is. And then you have, people. I've seen this a multitude of times. Um, I've had many people I know pass away due to overdose and such and you have their friends and family posting oh, I wish I would have you know did, done something different I wish uh, they would they want I could have helped them not do the drugs but the whole time like you were the one banging lines with them and now after they die you're still out there doing it so like mm-hmm. you know it's it, people just put on all right people just get holier than they are and 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 again it's society oh here today, gone tomorrow, but tomorrow don't last as long as you think it is. Like, if somebody, you know, you love somebody to me, like, you know, my dad's been gone five years, it feels like five minutes to me. But, you know, the thing with addicts, again, it's not the same thing. Like, it's six months down the road and they're on to the next guy that passed away, RIP and this yeah. motherfucker, uh-huh. pouring 40s out in Mall Park, you know? I mean, that's just the way it is. And then, one, one quick thing I wanted to throw in, like, you know how people always say, um, weed is like a gateway drug, but like stoners always like, no, it's not, no, it's not. I mean, I think how many people overdose from pot? Yeah, no, I'm saying a gateway drug to other drugs. See, I, no. me, me personally, alcohol was a more of a gateway. Yeah, so alcohol, I got drunk and then I smoked some weed. You know what I mean? But I, it was never a gateway for me to go do other things. No. But I will say, it's not a, it's not a gateway for all people. But for most people who did become addicted to other drugs, I think it was their gateway. I think that it most people be, yeah. started with. Alcohol, then weed. Because to me, I smoke pot and I drink. When I'm drunk, I'm oblivious. Yeah. I wake up like, man, how the fuck did I get home? Check my ass, make sure nobody got me. <laughs> weed, I'm never like that. I'm never like that. Like, oh, no. I, I eat a couple extra sandwiches and I'm fucking... Weed no should be either. more legal than alcohol is. I think they should treat it the same way. You, or at least be 18. 18, make it that the limit. You can't drive while you do it. 
You know, I think they should mandate it the same way they do alcohol. Absolutely. Yeah, just make it. I don't even smoke. I'm clean. clean. And that's a government thing. Because the government makes anything. The government, they have ATF, you know, for years. But now they haven't figured out a way to monetize one yet. They're working on it, though. Um, that's fine, and I like that. Little because little little yeah. The world goes around because everybody has to make money, and I get that. But, Capitalism, baby. But with the same thing with ATF, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that. Now that they're incorporating weed into it and they're making money off of it, they're oh, the light bulb went off. Like, mm-hmm. And then they're, they're going to fucking put some extra laws into it. You can't mm-hmm. do this, you can't do that. But how many motherfuckers you know get a fucking high while driving? There's a fucking the drunken driving. You, yeah. It fucks your mobility up. Weed makes you sharp. Yeah, uh, I think it slows. I think it slows you down, and I think it does like impair your judgment. But nowhere near to the severity of alcohol that alcohol does. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, we, I think we've all been drunk, right? I mean, yeah, we've all I, I, we've all been drunk and high, right, on separate occasions. And I can say there's a huge difference between the two. But I'd be more comfortable driving a car stoned than I would drunk. It's just that I'd be more worried about getting pulled over if I was stoned. You can I'm drunk, so I'm fucking paranoid. But. All right, so we always chimed in on the drug thing. You know? yeah. Again, people, not you know, it's just our opinions. Yeah, you don't have to take them to heart. You no don't offense. sign nothing. No offense to. No offense if you smoke crack. I didn't. I didn't. Or if you spat heroin. I'm cool with crack. As long as they're cool people, man. <laughs> but it's all dude, good. some of the coolest people I know are crack. Listen, but the funniest shit is a motherfucker bent all the way over to always <laughs> tying her own shoes and fucking dancing at the same time. No. That's fucking. There, there's they never fall over like astronauts. It's it's. It's un- it's I don't even know how to explain it. How, how is it? They're defying physics. Yes. Literally defying physics, dude. Like what the fuck? The human body can do some incredible. I feel things. like they should fucking take a little more time and go into that because <laughs> they can yeah. help our astronauts. Yeah, they they guys are crawling pipes and shit like that, bro. Like like the way that PCP like makes people like freakishly like invincible and shit, and then you have dope that makes people. And then you see white people, they got moves like, they got moves like Jagger when they're bent over like that. <laughs> I know I can't dance. Give me a little heroin, I probably can cut the fucking rug like a motherfucker. Like, like it, looks like like a, it looks like a fucking the Thriller video. <laughs> like one of those blow up down outside the car dealership. I'm gonna go down fucking, I'm gonna go down fucking Lexington Market like say anything when the radio was on. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that, right, so that was pretty good. That was, good. <laughs> that was a very, very good segment. Oh, yeah. So we're going to kick it over to Nick. It's his turn to put something to the table while we're chiming on it. Cool. So this idea sparked in my head once I saw that Mike Trout got a $430 million extension to play baseball with the Angels. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, what would you do if you come across a large lump sum of money, sum of money like that? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's always fun to think about. I would buy this car. I would buy this house. I would do this and that. I would take care of all my people, right? I mean, we, we drive we drive past the lottery sign with the Powerball. It was, what was that, a billion the one time? Like, it, was pretty, it was like $800 million. And, and it just got me thinking about how there's so many people that are so absurdly wealthy in the world and in this country that really all they care about is themselves, and, and they can do so much good in the world, and, and they don't. The main person I'm thinking of is Jeff Bezos, who is the CEO of Amazon, who's worth, who's worth $143 billion. He makes Bill Gates his bitch. But yeah, seriously. And quick quick thing, Amazon is almost hit a trillion dollars, and all, all tax-free, which that's a whole other thing. But anyway, so you have Flint, Michigan, who still is without clean water. There's a water crisis in Flint, Michigan. This is in America. This isn't this isn't Mexico. This isn't a third world country. Which I think is absolutely... America is much Mexico-like. <laughs> but like, it is, well, I think we take for granted how, how accessible clean water is oh, to yeah. us. We, we, leave the, we leave the shower running while it gets warm. We leave the sink running while we brush our teeth. You know, we're filling up our pools all the time. 
And you have people, cars when it's like yeah, and and you have people in this country who can't even, you know, drink their water. They have to use bottled water still to this day. And so it just blows my mind that a guy like Jeff Bezos, who's worth roughly 143 billion dollars in 2019, <laughs> that's and, a lot of zeros. And yeah, I had to like th I had to Google how many zeros it was. Because I'm, I'm not very good at math. <laughs> but anyway, so... Yeah, but you need a tablet? Yeah, I had to use a fucking tablet, dude. Because I spent too much time playing video games as a kid. Failed math and shit. So, it's estimated that it would cost $55 million to replace all the drainage in the pipes to give Flint, Michigan, clean water. For so, $143 billion. He could fix the crisis 2,600 times. Wow. That's how many times he could do it. But then you have a guy like Elon Musk, who is loaded, who does care about people, who does care about society, who's only worth $20 billion, And he's reportedly trying to figure, think of a way to fix it. Well, Elon Musk's parents spent time with him. Yeah, the other guy's fucking parents <laughs> yeah. gave yeah. him a tablet. Yeah, they must have. So that's what that's probably has that fucking lazy eye because yeah. his eye's all fucked <laughs> up and then the tablet. He don't need water. He's got prostitutes. Yeah, he didn't give, yeah, give a fuck. And that's just my thing. Like, what, what would you do? You know, if you came across a, a large lump sum of money like that, obviously I would buy fancy cars. I would take care of my people, but I would also do a lot of good. One of the main things I would do is I would try to fix this water crisis because I don't take for granted the things that I have, the access to water that I have. So. So when you go to church, they say that you're supposed to give ten percent of your yearly income. Yeah, I don't go to church. I would. I get that, but I mean, so if this guy gives That's 10, my thing. if this guy gives fucking ten percent of what he makes in a year. How much good could What's he do? The, so the preacher can ride, drive a fucking Rolls Royce? Who gives a fuck as long as he's fixing the water and everybody else around him? I guess, but what... I he mean, can roll through with his caddy as long as everybody's drinking water. You got dirt poor coming into that church and you got this pastor who's supposed to be taking care of now, me, to I grew up poor. Let me get $430 million. Yeah. We're all getting Cadillacs Dude. and gold teeth. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm supposed to tax the churches. Just saying. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm personally an atheist. Uh, I'm not into that shit. I don't buy it at all. Not at all. But... Uh, I, I'm cool with it as long as people don't push the shit on me, yeah. but I Just still like, think they should be taxed. You know, like you said, they could do a lot of good personally, just churches. I mean, that, can you imagine how much money that is just from churches? If they, it, it's the same with me, like the church, they have this really nice facility and the pastors got cars and this and that. And they no, have they got fun. They have people coming in there who are, you know, I, I don't get wrong, they do help these people out, you know what I mean? But it's just, it's the same thing with politicians. Isn't there a whole reason to... For the benefit of the people, yeah, they're living these luxurious lives while people are struggling. I just don't think people get into this stuff for the wrong reasons, yeah, especially politicians. I'm not saying there are some of those celebrity pastors and shit they get into it for one reason and one reason at all. That's just just like a call. It's mind blowing, but you know, a lot of people, nine out of ten people wouldn't do. They would do for the good of themselves, not do for the good of the world. But you can do both with 143 billion. Again, with society. Yeah, I mean that kind of money, dude. That's how you were raised, and you know, like me, I, I would, I would definitely buy somebody's shit. Yeah. But I would take care of my family, and I would donate some shit to charity. But I it would be that. a charity that I care about. Dude, I make, like I said, no, nowhere near that amount of money. Okay. And I, and I still do good in the community. I, I do right. think it. I don't. It doesn't even require money, dude. I just. Post say hey, I'm taking donations for this. I'll Just start. Organize I'll, I'll put some of my money. Put good back out. Yeah, I'll put. I'll, I'll start. I'll start the phone with like fifty to one hundred dollars, and then you know just ask for donations, and I set up. It, it takes very little effort or energy, you know. But then you have guys like this who have this money. You know? mm -hmm. We don't need people to do that. And they just you know. Now, what do you think Mike Trout's going to do with his fucking money? He's I think like, he's going to do a lot of good with it because he he's, may, but it's going to be it's, it's going to be one of them fucking Mike Trout foundations that specialize in one right. thing like tax write off. Spread that fucking money around. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's from New Jersey. That whole fucking place is fucked up. Yeah, it's like oh, dumb dog up the northeast. Jesus. I was just it in smells New like buttholes and ball sacks. If I was him, if I want to win a World Series, 
Enough, you know. I feel like he's never going to win a World Series. I know. Not if he's staying with the Eagles. But again, he's he's never going to win a World Series. There, he's out in L.A. There's probably how many homeless people in L.A. And oh, right. Dude, I think that I think L.A. is the leading city of homeless people. Exactly. Right? You think, what is, what's Mike trying to do with that fucking Mike? What the fuck are you doing with that? Mike? Yeah, Mike. You're in L.A. Homeless people. You're in New Jersey. Ball sweat, ball sack, and buttholes. <laughs> do something with that money. You're a great baseball player, best player in the game right now. But it's what you your legacy is not what you do on the field. Because there's, you're surrounded by great players. The league's full. You're major league players. Everybody in that league is a major league player and can do not what you do, but they are major league players. Do something good with your money. You can fix the Flint water crisis. Exactly. With and a fraction every, of your money. Every penny of his money is guaranteed, too. Yeah, that's the crazy uh, part. That is fucking insane. You know, they should do these guys. My thoughts on baseball and sports in general should be, and everything should be incentive. Like, if you get a home run, you get this amount of money. If you get an RBI, you get a touchdown. It should all be delegated. That I think it should all be. I think some of it should be. Dude, they're putting their. They are out there risking their careers. Like I can go out there and tear my ACL, and if I don't have this money guaranteed, so is Johnny out back of my house at seven years old. I understand he's not a gifted athlete. He might be. Why, he might why, be why is he not in the league? Because he's just playing with a tablet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, again, it's all like you know. But now he's. he's Everything situational, dude. He is a mid twenties guy. He's getting stupid, filthy money to play the child's game. Yeah. It's on him to, to do what he does with the money. Like I mean, uh, one human being, one family, one household, one family tree cannot spend four hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah. It's physically impossible just because of the interest. So it's again, it's on him. And, with and the that's another thing you're money. saying. Oh, this guy out here working, his, and he's he's risking his health and everything like that. But that's that leads me to think like people out here expecting participation trophies and handouts. But like I truly believe that if you work harder and you're better at something, you deserve more. You deserve to win. If you win, then you you know. In every in, in any job, any sport, any yeah. it shows who puts the work in, who does yeah. what they're going to do, who puts back out into the world what they're going to do. So. Like, I'm all for wages, you know, because to, to live in America, it's very expensive. I'm all for, you know, wages for, to be increased so people can afford this stuff. But I shouldn't be making the same money as someone who's flipping burgers when I'm doing a much more stressful and strenuous job that requires more thought, uh, intelligence, and skill, you know? And it goes back to the parenting thing. If kids, if parents would have pushed their kids a little harder, college, you know, if you do this, Johnny, you put that tablet down. You read these books, you, you know, you yep. again, it starts I will say, in the household. Parenting is one of those underrated things in this country, in the world. I, I, was, lucky, I was lucky enough to be taught and raised well. I think, it's, I, think I turned out pretty okay. It's hard to be a parent. Well, and, I'm, and a parent. I, I'm not a parent, so, but yeah. I imagine it is very hard. Oh, dude, it's tough. It's but another like job. He, said, he was 20 when you had your kid, right? right. I We're was 20 in the 90s. Mm. I was 28. And I think minimal wage back then was like, minimal wage back then when my son was born was like, not even seven bucks. But the cost of living was lower too. I mean, with inflation. Well, that's seven the thing. Bucks you know, the fuck like you, you said, the burger flippers, they want 15 bucks an hour. Well, you see what that got them. Cost of living's going to Well, you see all inflation. the kiosks. Yeah, yeah. Now they got one Dude, person. Society is heading to uh, the money thing. Again, you know what's funny now? Most people live comfortable, with some people live like shit, but you can buy convenience now. You don't have to fucking leave your house. Oh, yeah. You can buy Walmart, Grubhub. Yeah. Backpage, you get your dick sucked. <laughs> you don't have to leave your house Dude, for anything. I, I, I fall victim to this sometimes. And that's another reason society in America. And society I could walk bad. to Fishhead and I get Uber Eats to bring it to me sometimes. And I'm just in my room, I'm tired, whatever. But I'm not a lazy fuck. I, I go out, I do my thing, I play my sports, I work out, I work my job. You know, I can fucking live a little and 
get food delivered to my house, you know. But then yeah, but some people yeah, but see you that shows like my six hundred pound life. Them motherfuckers ain't going out. They're not exactly. going to fish heads, they're not going to Dude, Amazon work can out. deliver something to you the same day, man. Exactly. Dude, I need toilet paper to wipe my fat Again, it all starts back with society. Like, you can't pay for convenience. Yeah. Well, you know, you got these motherfuckers sitting on their couch watching TV looking like Job of the Hood, <laughs> and they're getting their fucking food delivered, they're getting their groceries delivered. Getting a disability check. Getting a disability check that we're fucking paying for with our paycheck. And don't get me wrong, some obesity is, most of it is the, the person's fault, but sometimes it is a health issue, but like, why why there are ways why don't we pay our tax dollars for someone who let themselves go and be like that to where they, they can't can, work? They can have gastric bypass, another lazy fucking way out. Like you know, me, I was forty pounds overweight. I know people that were forty pounds overweight and get this fucking surgery. Like I'm going to the gym, I'm gonna do it the right way, I'm not gonna fucking yeah. you know, you get this surgery and you depend on it the rest of your life. I'm healthy enough and like you know, in my mind I'm gonna fucking get this weight off. I'm not gonna fucking well, unfortunately. get grub hub and fucking <laughs> back page. Certain people, once they get to a certain point, may, you know, maybe they, they give up. feel like there is a way back. And you know why they give up? They play with a fucking tablet. <laughs> they didn't go outside and play. They, they don't know. It's Amazon Prime. Dude. Everything they don't know goes back like. to Amazon, yes. dude. Fucking Amazon Prime. No, it goes back to okay. bad parenting. Bullsh- the way it kicked off this show. Bad parenting. Yeah, I think Those big 600-pound motherfuckers were 50 or 60 pounds when they were 5 or 6 years old. Parents just said, you know, Johnny, put that snack cake down. And that fucking tablet. You go outside with your friends that are out there playing. Not for sure. I mean, that's where that's you're literally molded as a fucking human by your parents. You know, from day from day one. So that mm-hmm. fucking oh, I'm six hundred pound, and the eight people take my house. Beat the fuck, beat your parents up, cause it's their fault. Cause when you were a kid, and the, the option was there too. Hey, let's put Johnny in T-ball. Let's take those ho hos away. Let's take the tablet away, or take the video games just away. They said fucking turn her back and text somebody. And the thing is, you don't get to choose your parents, so it's like... No, I get that. You know? See, we're not the most active people, obviously, me and Heather. I mean, I think that, you know, that's kind of obvious. But we're... We are really trying to get Finn out and about. Like, uh, we already got plans this summer. We're going to have him doing things. We're, you know, we're going to go camping. We're going to do whatever we can do that's outside, fishing... Mm-hmm stuff to try to get him to just be able to, to get his energy out in a good way, a good positive way, instead of just spending the whole summer indoors. Yes. But you know, it doesn't matter about parents being any size, because I know parents that are both, they go to the gym every day, they have an active job, but their kids look like fucking job of the hut, like you said, at fucking nine, ten years old. Like So it doesn't matter about the parents, the size, it's like, Love your kid enough to fucking look at him and be like, man, that motherfucker's got a fucking beer belly. He's fucking seven years old. Mm-hmm. Fucking do something with your kids. It, everything we talked about tonight goes back to society, parenting, and mm-hmm. just overall, like, love your kids. Like, if you see, like, you're, like me, if my, let's say, rewind now, my son was 30 pounds overweight at seven or eight years old, I'd be like, man, like, you know, I don't want him to die. Like, hey, do something. <laughs> yeah. like, you, see the, you see these shows now, these guys, like, 600 you you can see what you can you can look if you're smart enough you can look and see, man this this is a problem. You can see where it's you can see go. somebody that's a dope fiend that's bent over that's all that shit. You can see a problem if you turn your back on it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Don't turn your back on it. Like yeah. if I see friends like you know I'm around people family members friends, and you can tell like they're not their normal. Their eyes are they're just 
not just their manner. You can you can you can identify a problem. There's if you're intelligent enough, sometimes. you can identify a problem. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's blatantly obvious. Sometimes it's not. It depends on and how the problem is society but, uh, doesn't care. I just want to piggyback off what you said. Like how you said you and your wife aren't necessarily the most active people, but you're parenting your son. You don't you don't want him to. You want you as a parent. I'm not a parent, but from what I've learned, as a son, is that you want your children to be better than you. You want to set a better example for them than than you are for yourself. You know, even though you're their role model, like, look, I want you, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be better than you. You know. But like I just said, you see, like, I look in the mirror, I'm like, man, fuck, I can't see my dick. <laughs> so I recognize there's a problem. I handle, I handle it. You say uh, we're not the most active people, but so you're not gonna let your son do that. Everybody can identify a problem. It's it. It's what, most what's your people. Son, what's your son's name? Finn. Most Finn, people choose will, to turn it back. You will always see your dick, Finn. Yes. But if it's, if Which is already bigger than mine. He's <laughs> fucking not even four years old yet. Uh, and we're going to blame that on society. <laughs> yeah. The tablet. The well, that's because he, when he's on his tablet, he's playing with his dick. At the same <laughs> no, time. no, it's the Me fucking, too. It's the radiation from the, the tablet. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm on my tablet, I'm touching my dick too. That's all shit. shit. I'm about to go home. But again. I'm about to go and put my tablet on my it lap. Breaks right it breaks down to this. It breaks down to this. It starts at home. You got, like you know you got, see your kids doing wrong in school, right in school. You identify what they're not doing right. Take the time to do it. You know if you oh my, he's not his normal self. He's doing drugs. Stop what you're doing. Say listen. I know something's going on. What's the problem? Can I help? It, it, it all can not can be fixed, but it could be helped. You can you know take hey, my kid's not being himself. What's wrong? You got a mental issue? We can get you a counselor. You got you want to do drugs? We'll take you to NA or AA. Mm-hmm. And if you can't afford it, there's so many programs out there because the government's giving methadone, suboxins. And that's just making it worse, in my opinion. It is to me too. But I mean, they, people to say there's no, we, I can't get help. Fuck no! You can get some kind of help, or you can get high. I personally think there's one way to do it, and it's cold fucking turkey. Dude, these these synthetic fucking heroines and these fucking suboxins, these these supplements. It's just making it worse. You're substituting a, a drug with another drug. Yeah. And I just think that, that shit... Works. And if they can't afford it on the street, they go to a fucking program and get it. Yeah, yeah. a government-subsidized drug. Like, what about yes, somebody exactly. that's a, what's up about somebody that's a drug addict? They put them in jail. What do they do then? Do they give them drug there's nothing you. There's nothing you can't get out of here that you can't get in jail. Right. <laughs> Let's just be real. True. I've never been to jail. I heard. I know a guy that knows a guy. You know. Bad tablets in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can order your fucking noodles and noodles on. Yeah, you order off. What's that tablet. fucking, where they order the shit off of in jail? Yeah, fucking, yeah, I got it. It's on a tablet. I got that motherfucking kind. <laughs> you, you get cigarettes. Off oh, Amazon, you get Amazon Prime. Yo, I fucking ordered some shit off commissary. Shit was here the same day. You can bro. get butt pussy, you can get fucking commissary, <laughs> Dude, everything <laughs> off the tablet. Anything you can get in jail is something that somebody can fit in their anus to get in the yeah. fucking key jail. string. Like that movie will fucking get hard. Key string. Anything you can get on the street, you can keyster your way. In the jail. Dude, I will say like buying condoms on Amazon is super clutch because like like I said they come the next day you don't have to go through the awkwardness of fucking going to the store and buying them. That's that's one of the main things I order from there. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can't buy anything on Amazon. <laughs> I, I, you can get an you, Ass Master five thousand. <laughs> you get a Keister one. Any variation, any color you want. They don't discriminate. I, I, and I put that to the test one time. I searched on Amazon. Uh, what uh, artificial egg? <laughs> There's 700 fucking options there. I was like, geez, you can't get anything on fucking Amazon. One of my one of my good friends works at Amazon, and uh, he like ordered a flashlight, and he didn't even have to fucking get delivered. He flashlight off. Oh, fl- the flashlight. You can go camping with that. <laughs> oh man.
Yeah, Amazon's taking it over, bro. Walmart's gonna go out of business in a couple of years. They've already closed a bunch of stores. Society. So this episode was very, very good. Everybody chimed in. We got our our opinions off our chest, you know, so to speak. I feel good. I feel like a so, weight's been lifted. Me too. Like, please, again, don't, you know, take this to heart. Don't be upset about it. If you have any questions, you want to bash us, that's fine. Like the Facebook page. Share the Facebook page. We're going to be out next week talking to John Rollo from Ground Control. He runs the Shogun Fights. We're going to talk to him. Um, the following week, uh, we're going to be at the Paula's Sports Bar and Grill in Arbutus, Maryland with Orioles Hall of Famer, 83 World Series Champion, Al Bumry. Please come out again. 60 cent wings, $5 crushes. And I just want to say something to close out the show. So, you know, this guy's an atheist. I don't know what the fuck you want to call This it. guy's a coin toss. But me, <laughs> I believe in a bigger power. I'm older than both of these guys. I've been around. So I feel like, you know, God give everyone a mind, a heart, and a mouth. Because everyone around you don't know what you're thinking or you're feeling. Your mouth can speak that out. So, again, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Tune in next week. Have a good week. Peace. You never know, PP. You never know.